0: Hey you, yeah, you, you didn't stumble here by chance, so let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj, and I'm most known for my loud New York personality and my unfiltered opinions. The Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst the diverse melting pot of those of us that classify as a Melanated Millennium. And I don't care if you got a lot of melanin, just a little bit of melanin, or hell, you just melanated by association. Everybody is welcome. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it, because what's really going on? What is up, y'all? If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back to the Melanated Mindset. Oh y'all, I'm still trying to get into the swing of things. Listen, last week's episode was a little rough, but give your girls some grace. It's been a couple months since I've sat recorded these podcasts, so it's gonna take mm, maybe one more episode for me to really get into in the groove of things. And I just need y'all to bear with me, okay? Right. So y'all know how I like to start. Let's start with my complaint of the week. Now y'all know on this podcast, I try my absolute best to avoid super sticky, super, uh, super murky topics, like super controversial ones or topics that if I voiced my personal opinion, it may or may not come back to bite me in the butt. In the long run, because y'all know how cancel culture is. I did an entire episode about cancel culture. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to season two, episode eight. Because, yeah, we get into cancel culture. But today's topic, today's complaint, it's a little sticky. But it's only sticky, in my opinion, because I feel like people make it that way. So my complaint is this whole religion versus spirituality debate. I know. I know. I know. I'm not going to do too much. But this is my complaint only because I've seen a post on Facebook. Like, I finally started going back on Facebook, and then I was quickly reminded why I stopped going on Facebook. And it was a post that was pretty much like, oh, uh, burning sage and crystals and yoga. Like, But it was the list of things, manifestation, like a bunch of things that were not of God. And I'm not going to get into what I personally believe, so to speak. I mean, if you're curious to know, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with people privately. But I'm one of those people that, why does it matter? If you are a child of God, which we all are, why do you feel that you get to sit on a throne and tell other people what is or is not of God? Like, do I understand that there's a Bible, there's a blueprint? Yes. Jesus did not die on that cross and leave you in charge and leave any of us in charge. He didn't do it so you can point the finger and tell people what is or isn't. Like, to... to to bash people, to belittle people, to talk down on what other people believe. You were put here to do your purpose, fulfill your purpose, do your work. Do I expect you to walk around preaching the word of God or whatever religion it is that you believe? Yes. But the point is to let people come to you. The people that were meant to hear your message, the people that the message moved those people will follow you. You don't get to, you know, rally up all the people that, you know, believe and want something to believe in and then turn around and say, well, for all of y'all that don't, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, this is bad, God ain't say this, God is just leave it be. Your religion is your personal belief, whatever that may be. But you, I don't feel like anybody of any religion or any belief has the right to tell other people, but they can and cannot do. No person is in charge of that. That's, that's, I don't feel like that's anyone's place. If you see somebody doing something that you don't believe in, you either remove yourself from that situation, you unfollow that person on social media. But at our big age in the year of 2022, I can't for the life of me understand why we are still debating religion on the internet. Your beliefs are exactly that. Your beliefs. Believe in whatever you want. Believe everybody else the hell alone. If they want to burn their Palo Santos, if they want to smudge them crystals, and you think that's witchcraft, that's on you. That's not on them. They obviously may believe in something different. And while I'm on this topic, I'm going to shake the cage a little bit, but can we stop acting like religion and spirituality cannot coexist? Can we stop acting like. I cannot get on my knees, repent for all my sins, ask God to bless me and turn around and feel like, you know what? I walked into this room of people that may not be as, you know, big of believers as I am. And I don't really like the energy in this room. So I'm going to, I feel like this space needs to be cleansed. I don't understand. Is holy water another thing? Why do we feel like other people, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I just personally don't believe that one person is in charge. Okay? The one person that is in charge ain't here no more. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I would, re- I really, really want to do a whole episode about this. But, like I said, mm, as y'all heard last week, your girl got businesses to protect. And I much rather. I'd rather keep my personal opinion besides this, like my personal beliefs, should I say, off of the internet because it's pointless. I cannot argue down somebody what I believe and I don't feel like anybody should have to defend their beliefs and you just shouldn't be judging. Do what you want to do, worship who you want to worship, and go to wherever you think the next lifetime is destined for you to go. Like, Why are y'all worried about what other people believe in and what other people do? That means you have too much time on your hands, if we're being honest. But uh, don't shoot the messenger. On a lighter note, we're going to talk about my highlight of the week. And that is going to be... All right, y'all. I touched on it a little bit last week, but I really am so freaking proud of myself. Like, my highlight is just how completely dedicated to my brand and my businesses that I am and that I have been for the last few months because even though y'all haven't heard from me I've been I've been in hibernation but I've been in grind mode y'all those real estate courses weren't easy as y'all heard I'm I was a full-time stay-at-home mom on top of that like with a husband that's in the military who also needs support because his job just does not Allow him to do the things that regular men should be able to do on their own. He needs support there. Like, none of this is easy, but I'm constantly showing up for myself just as much as I am showing up for other people. And to me, I notice the difference. I notice how much more productive I am when. I worry about me and what I got to do, and not wasting my energy or time giving advice or helping people. Like whoever want to be helped, helped. I'm gonna drop the gems. Whoever catch them, catch them. Whoever was meant to catch them, catch them. But I'm not. I'm not in a space where I care too much what other people think, what other people feel. I am generally putting me first, and it feels amazing. So I genuinely, genuinely, and highly recommend. Everybody on the side of my voice do the same because it's one thing to say you're going to do something, but when you set a goal for yourself that only you know about, when you work every day or however long it takes for you to achieve that goal and then you do it, that is a different type of reward for real. All right. So we are on to our Fendi fact. Today's Fendi fact is going to come from the Insider. And I'm going to read down a little snippet of the article, like I always do. So it states, in 2021, 100 years after the bombing of Tulsa, Oklahoma's Black Wall Street, Black-owned businesses saw a rise in interest and support. From February 2020 to August 2021, the number of Black business owners in the U.S. increased by 38%, making Black Americans the fastest rising class of entrepreneurs in the country. And y'all know the Fendi fact normally runs us into the topic of the day. So can we get a okay? Can we get a period? Can we get an amen to that? Because we, well, mm, let me not say we. I genuinely love that for us. Like, what? You're telling me that during the height of a pandemic, a time that was, I'm not going to say designed, but it was intended to... Weed out the strong from the weak, in my opinion, whatever you believe in, whoever you believed in knew that this pandemic was coming and knew that it was, it was going to shake a lot of tables. So for a time that we, we as in millennials, anybody in that millennial range, that is probably one of the most challenging times I hope we ever experienced in our lives. Like y'all understand this is going to be in textbooks and we going to be them old heads talking about, yo. I lived through that. I got them stimmies. Like, I remember when gas was $5. Like, so for times to be that hard and like never before seen, besides the market cash in 2008, for black people to decide, you know what? This showed me that these big corporations, they don't give a damn about me. So I am going to put the same time, effort, and energy that I put into breaking my back and building someone else's brand and business up, I'm going to use that and I'm going to invest it in myself because I believe if I work this hard for you, I could work twice as hard for me and reap all the benefits. And I think that alone is completely commendable because for those of my listeners that aren't Black, I I, I apologize if it feels like that's my target audience, but I just feel like we need more platforms where we big ourselves up because it is hard out here for Black people. Whether you're fully Black, whether you're half Black, as long as somebody can look at you and think even in the slightest that you might be Black, your life is different from someone that's not by a lot. And the fact that we are reclaiming our energy and our resources and our time, we are literally, us millennials, we are the we are breaking that generation curse. Every single one of us that chooses entrepreneurship over the traditional lifestyle, because let's be honest, our parents, especially if you have immigrant parents, they worked hard and bust their butts because they had to, not because they wanted to. They did it because they felt like it was the only way to give us a better leg up. And then we took that and took it a step further and decided we're going to work hard, but we're going to work hard for ourselves. So we have something to leave our kids. And so we don't have to work until we're in our fifties and sixties. I can only imagine a lot of our parents are still working. And we were the generation that like, nah, that's, that's, that's not how that's supposed to go. And we're putting in the extra work, the effort, the extra time. We're assuming all the risks. We're being the test dummies to show our children that this is how grandma and grandpa did it. But this is how mommy and daddy did it. Whichever route you choose is up to you, but we're giving you, we're giving our children options. And I feel like that's what breaking the generational curses are about. Leaving behind options and resources that we never had, that we wish we had, that our parents wish we had, but that our also that our parents sacrificed so that we could come across. There, If that makes sense, I hope that makes sense. But I have to preface this with telling y'all I can't just come on here and talking about starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur without telling y'all what businesses I run. So shameless plug, if you're not following me on Instagram, you need to be at Watson. Follow me on Twitter at Tyane Watson because I am a licensed realtor in the state of South Carolina, servicing the Columbia, South Carolina and surrounding areas, including Fort Jackson. And I am also a mobile notary. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, I'm literally just a notary public. Think about any time you ever need it because let's be real, we adults now. Y'all ever needed something notarized last minute and you had to Google where's the closest notary and then because of COVID, you call to find out that they buy appointments only, but you need this document notarized today. Imagine if you could just Google a notary and a mobile one comes up and they can come to you and notarize your document same day or schedule it in advance and it saves you a lot of hassle. So those are the two main services that I offer. However, I'm also in the process of building my personal brand to back those businesses. I'm also trying to get into content creation. Well, I'm not going to say trying because I've been doing it, but y'all get where I'm coming from. I'm coming to you as someone who owns her own business, and I'm here to really talk about what it takes to own a business. Because if you think you want to start your own business, you got to first ask, why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Me personally, I chose to be an entrepreneur because if you listen to last week's episode, I needed something that was going to give me unlimited amount of funds, unlimited amount of time to myself and with my family, because I am a mom of an almost two year old. And my husband and I had always planned that I would stay home or spend as much time with our children as we could, or as I could, Before they can communicate, and then after they can communicate, whether that be sign language, whether that be some words, just some type of words before we put him into a daycare, school, or whatever have you. It just so happens that COVID is prolonging that and making it a lot harder. But I needed free time. I needed funds. And I just, COVID changed a lot. Like, we realized these big corporations, they really do not give a damn. They don't. They don't care if you got COVID because now people going to work with COVID. Like they don't, they do not care. Their biggest concern is their bottom line. What? How much is this gonna affect them financially? So I decided that I don't want to contribute to that. If I'm gonna break my back, if I'm gonna get up, drag myself out of bed every morning, it's gonna to be to do something for me, to be on my own time. But let's talk about it because that sounds good. But what does being an entrepreneur really mean? In my opinion, it means you offer either a product or a service. So you're either in the service industry or you're producing something. And you don't report to anybody. In my opinion, a entrepreneur is somebody with a 1099. If you don't know what a 1099 is, maybe you know what a W-2 is. When you work for a corporation, you get a W-2 and some of your taxes. When you are self-employed, you get a 1099, which means you're not getting no refund checks you're owing the government taxes because you worked for yourself therefore there was no one taking those social security taxes or medicare taxes out of your check so therefore you owe them you follow 1099 but let's be honest this entrepreneur lifestyle it's not for everyone it's just not because it sounds good oh i'm gonna quit my 95 so that i can work whenever i want but any real entrepreneur is going to tell you you're leaving a nine-to-five to work a 24-7 because when you are the admin, the HR, the PR, the production manager, the service consultant, when you are wearing all of those hats, it ain't no working when you want. It's working until you build your business up to have systems in place that can run without you. When you're wearing that many hats, you working around the clock because there's always something that needs to be done. So if you're in a product business or you're producing something, let's say you make skincare stuff. Okay, making the skincare is just one, that's one hat. But then let's say you don't have the funds to hire a photographer or a videographer to promote it. So now one day out the week, you may have to take a bunch of pictures. We call it getting content. You have to promote your business. So you don't get to have a day off. You can block off days when you want to go on vacation. But in the very beginning, you're working around the clock until your business can run without you. And it just, it takes, let's be honest. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. It's either in you or it's not. I don't think, in my opinion, entrepreneurship is something that can be taught. I can teach you how to start a business, but I can't teach you how to have that hustle and that drive to get up at 2 a.m. because you got to Email from an unhappy customer, and you got to figure out your whatever you have planned for tomorrow is pushed to the right because now the morning is consisting of making things right with that customer. I can't teach you that. If you're dragging out of bed to go to work because you don't like what you're doing, that's different than dragging out of bed to go to work because you just don't want to work. You get what I'm saying? I feel like it's literally it's just something you're born with. You either literally you're about that hustle and about that grind, or you're not. And it's okay if you're not. It's not for everybody. Those entrepreneurs still have to go to other places. They still need banks. They still need services done to themselves. So there has to be somebody working those nine to fives. And if you don't want the stress and headache that comes with owning a business, that is fine too. Your corporate America job, your nine to five, helps run the economy just the same. It literally is, and I hate when people try to pin the two against each other. Stop, because that entrepreneur still going to need that coffee from Starbucks on the way to this console, right or, right or wrong. So we need each other to function. That corporate America worker is going to want to hire a local business to cater their event or sew their dresses or take their pictures, the two have to coexist. One's not better than the other. It's just a matter of which path you feel in your heart of heart and your soul of souls is right for you. And there with that comes a lot of things that you need to know. You need to know that when you are an entrepreneur, you are going to owe the government taxes When tax time come around and everybody's balling getting them crab legs with their tax refunds, you will not be one of them. You need to know that you have the option to pay your taxes quarterly. Otherwise, come January, come February, you'll be hit with a big-ass six-figure tax bill that you owe. If you're not keeping good books, you're not keeping track of every dollar you spend and every dollar you make, if you're not putting aside 40%, yes, I said 40% of your profits to put away for when those taxes come. You are going to be SOL when that tax bill comes and it's $12,000 and you don't got $12,000 because you've been spending every dollar that you made thinking that you was going to be living your best life. That's what comes with entrepreneurship. There's no one to make you pay your taxes. There's no one to remind you to pay your taxes. You need to know that to keep good books, that involves maybe filing for an LLC or S corporation or a C corporation. If you don't know the difference between those things and you call yourself an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have some real homework and research to do. It's not just being on Canva, making cute flyers for Instagram. It's putting in hard earned time, money and research into your business, into your industry so that you're not one of those people that goes broke in a year or two. You want to be making evergreen choices, evergreen meaning the choices for your business you make today are going to constantly be making money in the long run. You need to know that you need an EIN number. You need to know that you need a business bank account, maybe even a business credit card, because you don't want to be commingling your funds, because then when that tax bill comes and you're like, "Mm, I got some deductions. If you don't know that there are tax deductions, "Mm," that's something else you need to research. It's a lot hard to know what to deduct when you're commingling your funds. You need to know that everything needs to be, every dollar in and out needs to be accounted for. You get what I'm saying? There are things that you need to know before you start a business. And some people don't. So this episode is for you. You need to find what type of business you're going to file and register. Whether that be a LLC, like I said, a S corp a C-corp, a trust. There's different... There are so many layers to this business stuff once you really, really do your research you just have to find what works for you or maybe you find out mm, I don't want to be responsible for all that so then you hire someone to keep track of your books but then all right we've heard about people who you know their manager or their accountants robbing them blind to make sure you're also staying on top of that person this is not a this is a task you can delegate to someone else but this is a task that regardless of who gets it done you are responsible for as the business owner are you going to be a sole proprietor? Are you going to have business partners? There's a laundry list of things you need to know when starting a business. And the main one is that if you if you go through all that research and you decide, yeah, starting a business is for me, I'm going to do this. Understand this and hear me good. Entrepreneurs, business owners, especially my black and brown ones, your price is not negotiable. Again, your price is not negotiable. Whatever your price is, those customers or those clients are either going to pay it or they're not. Charge your prices based on what you think you're worth. Now, I'm going to put an asterisk besides that because when I say charge your worth, charge your worth in direct correlation to your skill level. Okay? Because if you're just starting out, As a photographer, I, in my personal opinion, do not feel like you come out charging $1,000 for headshots right out the gate. That's just not how that works. Unless you genuinely feel like you are self-taught and skilled enough. If you feel like them bitches is worth $1,000, then by all means, go ahead. But I'm just saying charge in direct correlation and reflection to your skill set. And let me tell you the main reason why your prices are not negotiable. Because those clients, those customers, those consumers, they don't see how much money you have put into your business. Starting a business is an investment. It is expensive. Every day there's something that needs to be paid for. So even, for example, this podcast, y'all get to listen to this for free. It by no means is free for me to film. Not when we're talking about money and damn sure when we're not talking about time because that's something people forget. Time is money. We've been hearing that saying for as long as we can remember and that's because your time is valuable. Not a second of your life do you get to relive. So therefore charge accordingly but do not feel that your prices are negotiable. You stand on your prices because it costs money to get where you are. It costs time to get where you are. Charge accordingly, but also charge according to your skill. Your prices are negotiable. We're period. And I feel like to kind of wrap it all up, because I told you I'm trying to make these episodes, you know, concise and to the point, there is a difference between a business and a job. Do you want a job or do you want a business? Because if you're saying that you want to start a business because you want To make your own schedule and you want to have as much money as you want, I don't think that's enough to decide you want to start a business. In my opinion, you just need to find the right job. Maybe becoming a personal assistant or a virtual assistant because that's the thing now because of COVID. So reevaluate the reason why you want to start a business and then sit back and be like, well, is there a job that I can do that will give me all of those things. If you can't find anything now, okay, now that's when I feel like the conversation of, you know what, there is some room in this market. Maybe I need to go ahead and occupy some of this space. But starting a business, in my opinion, is because you want to help. Whether that be help provide a service, like I said, or help provide a product, but you want to help other people. Simple as that. I feel like you can't start a business without wanting to help people because if that's the case, because if you think you ain't going to be dealing with people as a business owner, regardless of what kind of business you're in, you're sadly mistaken. So to be putting up with other people on a constant basis, putting out endless amounts of dollars, spending your time, perfecting your craft, investing in yourself, that's a commitment. That's a real big commitment when all you wanted was unlimited PTO. Do you see what I'm saying? And remote work from home. So I really think a lot of people need to sit back and evaluate. Do I want, really want to start a business? Or do I just want a job with freedom? Because both of those things exist. There are good jobs out there that we just don't know of. Like, for example, I be thinking. When you go to Ikea, somebody gets paid to design that whole little showroom. And then somebody else gets paid to come and just decorate it all. Have y'all ever seen those jobs on Indeed? Or Snag job or whatever search engine you use to find jobs? No. But they, we know they exist. So maybe what you're looking for is just a job. You just haven't been privy enough to find out or find someone that can plug you into that position. And that's really all I have for y'all today. Because I'm still very new in my business journey and my entrepreneurship journey. And I love that y'all get to go on this journey with me, but I just needed to let it be known. It is not for the weak of heart and it is not for people that don't have capital, aka money. You need money. You need money. And most importantly, even if not a little bit more important than money, you need a connection. You need a network. Because your network is a direct reflection of your net worth. Think about it. People that are rich usually hang around other rich people or people that are richer than them because it's, it's, every group is going to have that first person that takes off. But after a certain while, there's a certain amount of time where you kind of expect the people around you to take heed in their own separate ways, in their own separate lanes. So if the people around you have been stuck on a specific level for too long, at some point, you have to take yourself out of the equation and be a little bit selfish with your time. Like, hey, y'all, I love kicking it and chilling with y'all, but I have bigger goals and I have bigger dreams that I'm trying to accomplish, and I need to use my time and energy to build a network with those like-minded individuals. That doesn't mean you have to stop hanging out with your friends because they're starting a business. It just means... More than likely, when you become a business owner, you kind of need some other business owner friends. Because who else can go out for drinks with you on a Tuesday afternoon if your other friends are at work? So I'm just saying you need to surround yourself with like-minded people. Your network needs to be working for you not just for social events and going to parties, but these people that are in your network need to be contributing, if not now, in the near future to your business. And you need to be doing the same to them. I hate when people act like, oh my God, she used me for clout, da. da, da, da. Let's be honest. That is how you get ahead. You no one person can do it by themselves. You have to use people, not in the way that people be doing it, but you have to network. You're going to need what other people have in order to make what you have work better for you. But you also and equally need to make yourself that valuable to other people. We have to use each other. So let's stop acting like we don't. And we're going to wrap up in a very familiar space with our word of the week. This week's word is going to be sacrifice. Because if you want to start a business, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to work for yourself, it is going to take a lot of sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice fun, finances, and freedom. Those three F's. You are going to have to tell your girlfriends, sorry, y'all, I can't go to the club this weekend because my website costs $200. And that $200 that we blow at the club, I need to save that for my website. That's just what it gonna. is. It's going to, you're going to have to sacrifice eating out maybe only down eating out once or twice a week because all that money that you spend on Uber Eats because they be taxing can be an investment in your business. You're going to have to bring lunch from home. There's a lot of things you're going to have to miss out on, but I also don't feel like, in my opinion, I don't feel like you're ever missing out on something when you're getting your shit together. Because The things you're missing out on now won't, they're not going anywhere. The club's not going anywhere. The party's not, there's always going to be another party. Always going to be another event. You just can't go to this one. That's it. It's an isolated event. And the people that are not sacrificing now are paying for it later. So just food for thought. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for just rocking with me, kicking with me chopping it up with me, all of that, I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love, the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time and share your personal thoughts and opinions, make sure you follow me on Instagram at the.melanatedmindset. That's where I'm going to be posting all the polls, the questions, the conversation starters, all of that. That's also going to be where you'll get to hear sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. It's going to be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see y'all same time, same place next week for hashtag Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until then, peace y'all.